Welcome to the Single Moms United podcast. If you are a first-time listener, thank you for joining. Hopefully, you'll find value in this podcast and become a repeat listener. If you are a repeat listener, thank you for your loyalty. That means so much to me as I am embarking on a new adventure. So I appreciate you joining and coming back. I hope you've been able to incorporate some of the advice into your life, making life's journey just a little easier while raising your children. In my previous episodes, I have focused on younger children and the challenges and some just general overall single mom challenges. Today, I want to talk about teenagers or tweens, as they call them, 12 into 13. The emotional transition, or let's just call call it what it is, puberty. Puberty is a fact of life. We all have gone through it. Honestly, from a child's perspective, this has got to be the first real challenge that they have to deal with. If you have a son, you'll notice that his voice begins to change. It's no longer, hi, it's now, hi. (laughs) And sounding like a grown man at the age of 13. And then, of course, he's starting to get facial hair and hair in other places begin to emerge. The same with our daughters. Now they have breasts and, of course, hair also begins to emerge in various places on their bodies. It's like they sprout into a B-cup overnight. And then additionally, the hygiene regimen changes. Uh, When taking showers, they may have to spend a little extra wash time in some areas. Some odors develop due to the transition. So a two-minute shower is now a five-minute shower. But that all comes with that transition uh, into puberty. So with that said, education and preparedness is going to be the key for this transition. For me... Learning about puberty, it was brief. I heard it briefly in school. And it was just like, you have a menstrual cycle and this is what you do. And that's it. And obviously it wasn't enough that I can remember exactly what was told to me. Okay, and I'm pretty sure I was paying attention. (laughs) Other than that, there was no other communication about it. Hopefully things are better in school today, even if they still teach it. But the reality is, ladies, this is another task that we have to add to our list, right, of discussions with our children, because we can't put everything on the school and the teachers when they come home to us on a daily basis or come home to you on a daily basis. So how do we deal with this change with our children? And then are you ready for your child to challenge you and or your authority as the parent? Because that actually happens. They develop a level of boldness with this transition. And when the boldness happened with my kids, 
My initial thought was someone is going to the hospital and someone is going to jail. More than likely, it would have been me going to jail because I have minimal tolerance for disrespect in my house. And at that time, it's like, I don't care what you're going through. Respect is priority in this house and you won't talk to me any kind of way. You won't curve your eyes over at me any kind of way. This just isn't going to happen. But that's how it was uh, when my kids were growing up and I had to put my foot down and let them know that, um, you know, the rules haven't changed. I know your body's changing, but the rules and the conduct of this house hasn't changed. So ladies, this is something you will need to prepare for. This new attitude and Lord knows it's not pretty. So your children are morphing into a new body and new attitude. So not only physical changes, but mental changes as well. We as parents have to continue to support our children during this process. And it will not be easy. It's not. It's not going to be easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, ladies. It's not going to be easy as they transition. Um, You know what you went through during your transition into puberty. But we as parents have to be there and provide that parental support because they're no longer our little babies like we used to see them, right? Now they're maturing into adults and their bodies have changed. And we have to accommodate that because it's a reality and you can't change it. And the fact that now they're developing or their attitude has changed, right? Or they're developing one, the attitude, I call it. You know, unfortunately, um, with this attitude and this change, they want to get in our faces and think we aren't going to knock them back down to size. Disrespect is not an option. I said it before and I say it again. And I know some of you are like, oh, we, you are really stern and you don't play. That's right. Um, I'm not going to apologize for that because um, I sacrificed too much for my children um, for them to stand up and disrespect me. Um, I, I've just done too much. So it, it's not an option or never have been, has been an option. And then I have heard over the years of so many parent-child physical fights because of the transition. And part of that is because we don't know how to prepare for that. We don't know what to say. <clears throat> we don't know what to do, how to react. And so obviously, if they get in your face, the natural response is you get back with them. That That's the natural response. But knowing this transition that they're going through, um, we're going to have to take a step back and kind of look at some things. And that's what this podcast is about. You know, back in the day, in my day, the older folks used to call it smelling yourself. You know, um, I'm I'm this now because I'm mature, my voice is lower, and so I'm a man, or the young lady goes through her menstrual cycle. I'm I'm a woman now, right? That's how they define 
define um, themselves as it relates to their maturity. And, you know, and with this transition, you know, they think they're superheroes, thinking they are invisible, invincible, excuse me. You know, and I had to remind my kids, I am the kryptonite. Try me if you want to. (laughs) The boldness they have is an illusion. And we have to remind them they are hallucinating. Uh, Things have not changed, only their body. And when I say things have not changed, again, it's about the respect that's required in the household. Now, as I mentioned before, the transition is going to happen. And how do we deal with it? What do we do? What do we say? As a single mom, we have to prepare. What does being prepared look like? Well, again, I'm going to impart some wisdom to help you with this transitional process. So really, it's a shift in the mindset for you and them, or your children. Remember how it was for you ladies going through the transition and, you know, getting your menstrual cycle and then all your body just felt, you know, you're getting headaches. Okay, I'll just speak for myself. Headaches, being bloated, and Lord have mercy, let's not forget the cramps. That was just such a difficult time. And without having that support and remembering what was taught in school, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I'm out here on the in the lake by myself trying to figure out what's going on with my body. And believe it or not, most girls are going through that because it's such a huge adjustment because now they have to incorporate their monthly menstrual cycle in their life. You know, this is not a one and done. And we have to explain that to our children that this is a natural part of life, how to adjust to it and adapt to it and prepare for it. And how do you get through those monthly symptoms? You're going to be moody. All of these things are going to happen, but we have to do a better job educating our daughters on this part of life, this transition. So again, we cannot leave this discussion solely to the school. Yes, the school can talk about it, but ladies, we have to um, blend that into our conversation, especially when they turn 12. Um, Most of them, majority of young girls you know, I would say 12 and 13 start their menstrual cycle. So you would want to plan on having that conversation at the 12-year-old stage just to get the party started. So at least she knows exactly what to expect and not be surprised about it. Now, with boys, you know, they're going to start experiencing erections and looking at girls differently. Hmm. They used to just look at the girl in her eyes. Now they're checking out the entire package. And I mean, they're watching her walk away. They're seeing how low cut her top is and things are going through their mind. Come on, ladies. And so 
they're starting to experience a different emotions and wondering why they have an erection. And guess what? How do you talk to, to them about that? Well, guess what, ladies? That's not our job. That is not our job. And I know some folks may disagree. Well, I can talk to my son about that. You can, but how effective will it be since you don't experience an erection? Think about that. So it really, this discussion really should come from a male and not just any male. You know, I would recommend if the father or his father is active in his life, that that discussion comes from him and even better, his grandfather. And the reason why I say the grandfather is because he has a little more mileage on him than the father, more than likely. So a lot more experience can share a lot more information with him while his father still may be a little young and um, not sure himself and so may not give the complete guidance that's needed um, during this time as the young man is discovering uh, his next phase in life. You know, again, the grandfather has wisdom and he has learned a few things along life's journey that your son's father may not have yet. If we don't get them that education early, guess what, ladies? Yeah, you got it. Grandma time, okay, because they don't know how to control that. And they think the only way to relieve that stress is to get with a young girl. And I'll leave it there just in case children are listening. (laughs) But they're unsure what to do and how to do it. I, again, would encourage you to try to get with the grandfather to have that discussion with your son, okay? Then he can ask questions. He can go to him anytime, and there'll be just that support that's needed during this time, and both children um, need that support. Um, The young ladies and and the young men you know, as they go through this transition, we have to be there for them because it's difficult. It plays with your mind, mind games, right? And it's just good. They know someone's there that they can talk to about what they're experiencing. Okay. I'm going to talk about the ABCs of supporting our children or the children through this emotional transition and your role in it. While it's going to be a challenge, this process doesn't have to be as difficult as long as we prepare. We can't just take for granted everything's going to fall into place. You know, you you throw the dice and they turn up sixes. No, there's other numbers on that dice. So you have to prepare uh, for whatever number comes up as you roll that dice. I know that's a old school type of phrase. But again, I'm old school, so I'm subject to insert uh, some of those into these episodes. So anyway, so let's get right down to it. You know, while it's going to be a challenge, this process doesn't have to be difficult as long as we prepare. And I'm going to walk you through some some of my own recommendations. I did not look any of this up. 
It's not a one size fits all. You can take it and say, oh, that makes sense or that makes sense and or yeah, I'm not sure I want to do it that way and let me come up with my own plan. And that's absolutely okay because remember, this podcast is designed to get you thinking about your technique with raising your children in certain situations. Because again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's a one-size-fits-most. And uh, you take it and do whatever with it that makes the most sense for you and your children. So let's start off with A. With A, you want to make sure you're accepting and acknowledging the change and that it's a part of life and explaining it to your children, to your son or your daughter. I recommend this happening again at 12, right before they enter the ultimate tween years. It's going to happen. There's no way around it. And we will be there for them, you know, and the other A is accommodating the circumstance, meaning you may need to walk away when they have their moment. Okay. In other words, no jail, no hospital. So if they get in your face or yelling or whatever, you know, and I don't know if I could have done this, but you can certainly try it. Bite your tongue, bite your lip walk away. Let me step outside for a minute. Let me go in the bathroom so that neither one of you um, experience uh, negative consequences to them getting in your face. Because remember, they don't understand what's happening either. All they know is yesterday I was this way. Today I'm this way. What is happening? It's a shock to their system. Because they have a different attitude now and they're not sure what triggered that. So they may be maturing physically, but they are still our babies. So learn to maybe walk away, take a deep breath, count to 10, because there are going to be those moments where they are think they can get in your face and tell you how they really feel. And, uh, And if you're like me, That just doesn't go over well. All right, so let's talk about B. Be there for them, meaning available to talk about the experience. I mentioned this a little bit ago, just having that support so that they know they can come and talk with you. Be supportive, remind them you get it. Be positive. It's gonna be hard. Just remind you or in your children, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. It's going to take a minute. So you have to definitely have that patience. And if you don't (laughs) get your stress ball some way uh, to help you get through this moment of, you know, supporting your children during this, and I would say difficult time or confusing time for them. And then see, comfort them especially the daughters. She has to be going through a whole lot with her body changing. Um, Her emotions are all over the place. So therefore she might be crying one day, happy another day, sad another day. Her emotions going to be everywhere. So ladies, if you're not hugging, hug, remind them it's going to be okay. Make sure you contain your emotions. This is not going to be easy for you either. And you're still in control, mom. 
at the end of the day, you're still in control and you can define how this comes out or works out in your favor. So I hope you enjoy my interpretation of the ABCs of the emotional transition of your children during the puberty stage. I'm hoping you found value in today's episode. And if you have older children, you're able to try to incorporate this as your children transition and you're prepared for it. At the end of the day, ladies, you can't stop this process. It is going to happen. So I appreciate you listening to today's episode of Teenage Transition or The Attitude. (laughs) You think to yourself, weren't my babies just a baby yesterday and now you're a young lady or a young man? And it's like, wow, they just grew up overnight so quick. So learn to enjoy them as their babies because the change is coming. This podcast is designed to help facilitate discussions with you and your children along life's journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all, but to get you thinking about your own approach to these topics. I do really, really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast episode. If you know another single mom trying to get it done on her own, Please tell her about this podcast. You just never know. It may help uh, her with some of the challenges that she's currently experiencing. And that's what this is all about. Uh, It's designed to get her thinking and to plant a thought of how to best communicate with her children. Hope you have a great day and encourage someone, encourage another single mom. And I hope you have a great week. Take care.